Welcome to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. A show designed to help you discover your true identity in Christ. You have a purpose, and it's our desire to see it fulfilled through the powerful love of our Savior Jesus Christ. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. That's 936-931-7770. Now, here's your host, Charlana Kelly. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Here we are, coming to you from Crockett, Texas, Woo-hoo! out of the studios of 104.3 Joy FM it is the best station in all of the nation. How about that? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> hey, we're going to claim it, right? We're going to lay hold of it in Jesus' name. Well, we're glad you're tuning in today. We have a really special show for for our listeners today. We have a guest in studio with us. His name is Dr. Tim Allen, and he is the son of Dr. Charles Allen, who just went home to be with the Lord on Father's Day morning, which was so appropriate, as you will agree with me after you hear this conversation. But after after the funeral, just this past uh, Friday, I told Tim, I said, you know what, we have got to do a tribute to your father. He was so instrumental in the church and the advancement of the kingdom of God and the message of Christ and his, what was it, 89 years, Tim? 89, yes. 89. He used to tease my mother and say he was catching up with her. <laughs> but then he, he actually went ahead of her and really got his reward before her. So I think he beat her out. But anyway, I told Tim, we just have got to do this. We've got to share with our listeners about this amazing man and how he lived his life and what he did uh, for Christ, for the message of Christ, but also for the people around the world that he touched and impacted with the gospel. Also, our community, which we'll talk a little bit about that in our third segment. But we want to open here today. Uh, Tim, I want to tell you what an honor it is for me to have you and Tammy in our lives as personal friends. You were some of the first people we met when we moved to Crockett in 2011. And really just you have enriched our life. And I would like to just publicly honor you and tell you thank you for that. We love your sense of humor. And so I'm sure we're going to laugh. Well, my wife might be shaking her head, but we'll do fine. Well, you didn't Feel know. Feel free we to were, use that button if you need it. You didn't know we were going to have a studio no, audience no. or at least a ability to yeah. play laughter at will. You need one of those for the church, actually. I think that would be fun. I like this one. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's our, our Jesus moment, our, <laughs> our, our heavenly moment, aha moment. Our aha oh moment. Well, I want to start the program today talking about your father. And he was really, you were sharing with me before we even started, he was the 10th of 10 children in a farming family. Give us a little bit of his childhood years and where he grew up and 
well, how he yeah. fell in love with the Lord. He did. Um, you know, it's interesting because I always said he was born at the end of the depression, didn't know it ended. He, he <laughs> saved old nails. He did things like that. But he was the 10th of 10 children. And uh, my grandmother, which lived and he's, he was, lived in the house he was born in. So my grandmother, which was about five foot one, she had uh, five boys within 19 months. Wow. Uh, triplets and twins back in the 20s. And then it was 12 years before my father came around. So uh, she told uh, my grandfather, Luther, that they were farmers. And she said, you can have all the other ones, but this one I'm going to raise and he's going to play the piano and serve the Lord. Wow. So he was a little bit like Joseph. They said uh, when they were picking cotton, they would hear my father practicing the piano up at the up the house. So they, I think they really wanted to stick him in a, in a pit somewhere. But, <laughs> but they ended up later on, they really honored him too. Yeah, he did well. Well, you know, it's so interesting to me that, you know, when I heard him play the piano the first time, I remember it. And I, I said this to my mother and everyone who I talked to about it, that it was like sitting at Carnegie Hall. He was so gifted in playing that piano. Was he self-taught or... My grandmother played the piano. She was. Uh, they went to a little Assembly God church mm-hmm. there in the in the in the farming community, and she played the piano. So oftentimes they would have ministers that would come over after Sunday meal, and he would complain that he didn't really care for ministers because the time it got to the piece of chicken that he got, it was the part that went over the fence last, and they, the <laughs> preachers got all the they got all the good chicken. But she taught him to play, and he played uh, very well. Uh, did well in school. Graduated from high school when he was. 15 in Grapeland, and then went from there to professional gospel music and traveled with several groups, um, half the United States, especially in the southern states. So that's at, at 16, he was on the road uh, full-time uh, playing gospel music. Wow. Wow. When did he receive his, like, when did he give his heart to the Lord? I've heard him say that it was in a little church that uh, uh, San Pedro community, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a revival, and it was the last night of the two-week revival, and they said it, the revival was a failure, but he came up on the last verse of the last song at the age of, I believe it was seven or eight, Oh wow! and uh, he was, they said, a little toe-headed, barefooted farm boy that gave his life to Jesus at that point, and uh, he said what they called a, a failure and a revival, it's changed his life. Wow. I love that. He was so passionate about the Lord and especially about the word. And one of the things that I heard so many people talking about, Helen is one of those people she used to type up and I think continued to type up his messages even to his last sermon, I believe. But they just talked about his great passion to teach the word of God. Was that something he developed young or was it like a gift or a calling that came later. You know, I think it came, you know, he went professional gospel music uh, for two or three years and uh, he came down with a throat cancer and uh, he was, I think, one of the major hospitals in the Northeast, and they told him he'd never be able to sing again, and the Lord really touched him and said, you know what, I'm going to heal you, but you're going to preach the gospel, and he turned his life then over to the ministry and went back to school, uh, got his, uh, uh, went to Lon Morris, got his associates, of course, he was only about 18 or 19 then, and then uh, 
went to Michigan State and did his music. He got uh, you know his music degree, and then uh, he got his doctorate degree out of Tennessee. Wow! So he studied, but he always studied. I'm, I remember my our whole life just watching him. You know, he was always had the Bible open middle of the night uh, during the day, always reading and writing. He wrote everything and beautiful cursive he was very had very very proud of his penmanship so yeah so he gave his life to the ministry and then although he still played uh, instruments he played instruments for some of the early old roberts uh, con, um, conventions Re- or re- revivals mm-hmm. that revivals, they have yeah, yeah. That they have, uh, and uh, got involved early years with uh, uh, christ for the nations which billy graham wow. was in yeah. so he got involved with that and and some up at moody college up north so he traveled a lot and that's where he met my mother while he was playing for one of these uh, revivals. Where exactly was it that he met Kathy? I think it was my, my mother, you know, is from Holland. And so she came to Holland after the war. And I think she was only about 15 years old. And her mm-hmm. and her, her girlfriend had just uh, really turned their lives over to the Lord and went to one of these uh, revivals up in Pennsylvania. And my father was playing. And of course, after after the meeting, they all kind of stood around while he played. And, and uh, he told her, he said, the Lord just told me I'm going to marry you. Of course, she was 15 or 16. So uh, I always say that maybe that's the only word she knew in English was I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they did and she got permission from my grandfather which was a dutchman and and uh, the rest is kind of history i think they did marry about 17 she was really 17, yeah. really well sh- they are such a joy your whole family is such a joy just so full of life and love but a whole lot of laughter you cannot be around the allens and not just eventually double over and and just release all the care. Well, I just remember the first time I met you, and it was we were doing this thing called um, the what the in crowd, the in crowd, and it was my first indoctrination into the the community of Crockett. And I'm and, sorry, and here, here's this like very very you know important thing, and I'm trying to remember my lines, and you're just cracking up, and you and Charlana are cracking up, and then. Moments before you go on, then all of a sudden you're like perfect, right? In front of the, and I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's funny. This guy's uh, funny. Fun he is. About. And if you remember the gentleman that would sit on the like the little stool, and Father Joby, who's from India, when he would point the yes. Eastern Star, and he that was Doctor yeah, Charles yeah. Yes. Allen. Yes. 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 Yeah, he didn't get the humor. I think my mother, I get that part from my mother's side of the family, but uh, mm-hmm. my but father did, really tried. He did play that part very, very dry, yeah. and that's yes. what sold it. Everybody was so, I mean, I think he got some of the biggest laughs. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. I have to say, three Christmases ago, I had, we had DNA test. I was just sent it off. I thought it was fun. So I came over and visited my mom and dad, and it was around Christmas, I believe. And, and I came in, I said, Dad, uh, you know, I just got my DNA re- results back and I found out I'm not adopted so I'm in counseling and, and my mom's rolling laughing and my dad's looking at me like I'm pretty sure you're ours I'm thinking dad we need to talk I like a little more than pretty sure so he was the literal thinker yeah, in literal. the group and, and so yeah, yeah I love that about him I met him I think a couple of years maybe after I met you and Tammy and I just love to listen to him Because when he met you, he wanted to know everything about you. And I think someone said this at the memorial service, how you were the most important person in that moment to him. And he made you feel that way. And and that's exactly, he wanted to know where you were born, where you came from, how you got here. And he was such a joy 
to be around, but I loved his quirkiness too. He was quite quirky in his, in his things and the ways of doing things. And he was a very accomplished radio man, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He had a broadcast, the Eternal Life broadcast in Richlands, Virginia. It was actually called the most powerful thousand watt station in the nation. Mm, really? And they found out later why, because they had uh, they anchored the ground into the side in the middle of the Clinch River. Yes, and it, and so, it actually made yeah. And he so went I, I will guarantee states. it was an AM station. It was an AM station. <laughs> yes, it, back then I don't even yeah. know if they had FM. Yeah, because the, the the AM station that was one of the engineers' secrets. If you got um, it the ground wow. where there was water, you could you could go halfway around the world almost in some nights. And if depending on the wattage that you were putting in, yeah, he'd get letters from all over the world. Yeah, in three states actually, he could broadcast to three states wow uh, interesting i just thought uh, during that time he got and heavily involved he was close to west virginia and they actually had this uh, jolo west virginia the snake handling church oh. actually invited him several times to come up there and he he brought the national geographic people they mm. wanted to do a story on wow him. and uh yeah it was interesting they really uh, they loved his music but uh, i always i question his faith because if he is playing the guitar uh, this accordion and the snakes came out the accordion stayed right there and he was back in the audience with us <laughs> so i asked him one day i said dad i thought you were a man of faith he said well god gave me common sense much more of that than faith right <laughs> so. right there's two sides to that yeah. coin yes. isn't yes. there yes. well i love the story of you and him over in was it china okay yeah, I had never told, I told my mom later, but I hadn't told my siblings, uh-huh. but we'd, we'd been in Korea and I wanted to go to China. So uh, uh, we went to China and I just wanted to walk the streets and my dad said, I'd like to go with you. But long story short, my dad always, he, he was a teetotaler, so he never, he always said he'd never be an alcoholic because he wouldn't touch alcohol and he really didn't like pain medicines and he didn't take much medicines but we ended up in the conversation with three locals from china and they wanted to talk about texas and he was so proud of texas but we ended up in a little tea room now little did we know that was it was a scam but and it was a karaoke room and now my dad had no idea what karaoke was and so they bring out some tea and we're we're drinking i'm drinking it kind of slow my dad's drinking it down pretty fast anyway long story short uh they were playing bgs and stuff and my dad's clueless well all of a sudden my dad had finished off four or five cups of this tea found out it had opium or something in it mm. so i look over and my dad singing yellow submarine <laughs> <laughs> and i thought you know this will be a secret that we take to the grave so i finally did tell my mom and she always thought made him feel better that right. she had something over on him and uh, his little drug habits and during he, uh, china visits and he, but he he never really he never, remembered he never it, remembered it he? and i never brought it up uh, right. because it would just crush him to think you know that his teetotaling days were were numbered he, he Tim, got swindled you, yeah, yeah right yeah. right and who knows what the ultimate plan was but you got to travel all over the world with him didn't you yeah, i did i traveled at 11 years old he took me on his first uh, my first mission trip to the Payteen jungle uh-huh. and so that was wow. interesting yeah at 11 years old first out of the country let's go to the jungle yeah, <laughs> we went way down we went 
down in the jungle 30 uh, i mean 30 miles down the passion river uh, okay. it was just uh, it was interesting what nation is that in it's in honduras i believe oh yeah. really yeah. so down yeah like the anaconda way went in and <laughs> was during they were having a lot of uh uprisings and right. we went through going through we went through a checkpoint uh later we came back through and everybody was dead oh okay yeah, shot yeah, wow. yeah. Well, um, I know a lot happened in those years down in those nations, for sure. We're going to continue the conversation. Don't miss it. Tribute to Dr. Charles Allen. You are listening to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. That's 936-931-7770. Bella Gifts from the Heart is proud to be a sponsor of Unshakable. Bella Gifts is located in the historic downtown square of Crockett, Texas. They carry a variety of specialty items selected from a love of style, sense of humor, family, and hope. Stop by Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. or Saturdays till 4. For directions and more information, call 936-545-1906 or visit at bellagiftsfromtheheart.com. Hi, my name is Lori Clifton, and I am a life strategist and imaginator, and I am the author of The Awareness Suite. The Awareness Suite is a series of rooms that God and I designed together that disaster-proof your life from the inside out. Disaster-proofing from the inside out, it's a real thing when you learn about the ACE key. The ACE key, it's the awareness changes everything key, and it's the missing piece of life's puzzle that keeps you from being deceived by life's fine-sounding arguments. Connect with me and learn more at lauriclifton.com. Looking for a breathtaking location for your wedding or event? Look no further than the barn at Hickory Creek. Nestled in the heart of Crockett, Texas, this stunning barn venue offers a unique rustic elegance that you won't find anywhere else. We proudly host weddings, family reunions, corporate events, and any type of special occasion. Call us today at 936-222-4562. The Barn at Hickory Creek, creating endearing experiences you will cherish for decades to come. For over 50 years, Bruner's Economy Car Center has been delivering fast, affordable, and highly trusted automotive care to Crockett and the surrounding communities. Whether it's 24-hour towing and wrecking service, routine engine services, or custom body and paint repair, Bruner's Economy Car Center has got you covered. They work with all insurance companies, and with direct repair, you'll be back on the road in no time. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Bruner's is ready to service all of your car care needs. For 24-hour towing, call 936-546-4022. That's 936-546-4022. Or visit them at brunersecc.com to schedule your appointment and free estimate today. Bruner's Economy Car Center, trusted since 1972. Feel the joy. 104.3 Joy FM. Listening to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936 931 7770. 
Now, here's your host, Charlana Kelly. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. We're having a conversation with Dr. Tim Allen, doing a tribute to his father, Dr. Charles Allen, who just went home to be with the Lord on Father's Day morning, about 5.45 a.m. I remember the first text that I got that morning saying that he had gone on. You know, it brought me to tears, and the first thing I thought... I just heard the words, he heard, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into your reward. I was so happy for him, and my heart was also broken for the family, because I know that, you know, it's the bittersweet moment, it's the bitter with the sweet, it's sweet that he's in the presence of God in his reward, but that tearing away of the the one flesh, you know, the coming together in unity and the bond of peace, it really does knit us all together. And, and so there is a tearing of the heart, especially for Miss Kathy, uh, Dr. Allen's wife. And so I, I know that there's much joy in the midst of this, but also some, some grief. And so we're praying for the family, praying for God to just pour out his grace and wrap around them with much peace and love as they kind of walk this thing out here in the future. And, you know, we were talking before the break. And by the way, if you are listening and you met Dr. Allen, perhaps he pastored you, you've had some interaction with him and you'd like to share something with us, you can text your comment in to 936-931-7770. We would sure love to hear from you and hear how he impacted your life. So we were talking really about some of the early years before the break and how Dr. Allen was chosen by his mama to be God's son, to be the one that she would dedicate to the Lord. Yes, set apart for the Lord's service. And so in this segment, I want to talk about something that he did that was so impactful in the history of humanity during the middle part of last century through from the 60s all the way through to the late 80s before we saw really some world events take place that were breathtaking. We're going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. But Dr. Allen, uh, he actually smuggled some Bibles into some of the communist countries, right? He did. He did. You know, he played, uh, he, he constantly continued ministry, especially with some para-church uh, activities like the Full Gospel Businessmans. He was their a national organ player whenever they had their national conventions, and he met some uh, really key people like Demis uh, Shakarian oh, okay, and yeah. uh, Dan Makalchuk, if I remember correctly, and, uh, and it opened up some doors, especially with uh, Father Andrew. Mm-hmm. Brother Andrew, mm-hmm. as we called him. Uh, and uh, what happened, I remember as I was a young boy, probably eight or nine, and I remember him getting the call that they were going to put it together a team that was going to go in because uh, I think by that time, Brother Andrew's uh, book, God Smuggler, had been released, and he was, it was limited what he could do because of his uh, people getting to know him, but he still had a burning desire to, to spread the word. And so if I remember the team right, it was a man called Dick Carter, uh, Tom Barker, which was out of uh, Montreal. North Carolina, very good friends with the Billy Grahams, actually mm-hmm. had a grandson that married one of uh, Billy Graham's granddaughters, uh, and uh, they 
put this team together and and my dad had to do he had to actually apply for a special passport that did not mention anything about being a minister of the gospel so as you know he had a, his also a doctorate in music so he went and he taught some college so he went as a musician uh, behind the iron curtain and i think it took three tries to get through berlin to get behind the curtain and then he they traveled several uh, countries including uh, uh in russia uh bringing the gospel they had a i can remember him telling the story they had a special made ds citroen which was a french car that was designed to be able to smuggle bibles up under the wheel wells and they could just equip this car with hundreds of bibles and uh and some of the some of the things that happened with them it was uh you know uh, he i remember him leaving my mom a note that if if he got caught it might be years before he was released from prison it was actually a very scary situation for us knowing our father was over there not able yeah. to communicate so would you like to know, hear some of the stories or yeah, one of them? Tell I was going to say off air, you were telling us about some of the, just a piece of the Bible yeah. that people would hold on to. Like they, they didn't even get a whole Bible. They got a piece right. of a Bible. Well, they would go in. Uh, I, I remember him saying specifically, well, I remember because he brought us coins back from each of these countries. And uh-huh. Czechoslovakia was one of the most moving countries. He said that they would bring a, just a portion of the Bible and spread it. And they would have what they called uh, meals together, home, home uh, underground church. So they would actually not have a church service, but have a big meal, and then have one page of the Bible that would be given to that, and they would pray over it as they were eating and bless it, and they would commission that whatever that portion of the Bible was to that portion of the church, and uh, and that was amazing because later on, several years ago, I was in back in Czech Republic doing some mission work, and actually ran across several of these portions of Bible that had been put in, yeah. in, in frames mm-hmm. and actually to remind them the, what the, the tremendous gift of the Bible was. Wow. Well, you know, here's a little history lesson. I just, it's so funny, before your dad went on to be with the Lord, I was teaching and still am teaching a particular class on the Believer's Authority, which is a book that was written back in the 1950s by Kenneth Hagan. And it was smuggled in along with the Bibles into Russia all through the 70s and the 80s. And one of the things that in history was said, because you know, when Reagan came to be president, you had Mikhail Gorbachev, who was in the USSR, he was the president there, you have what was going on in the Eastern Bloc of Germany, East Germany, that was separated from West because of communism. You had Lech Walensky in Poland. You had Margaret Thatcher in the United Kingdom. And God raised up all of these leaders in that time and literally took communism down. And it was later, it was 1989 when all of that unfolded, and it was later asked of one of the higher-ups in the KGB in Russia, what happened? What was it? Because there was not one shot fired. Not one shot fired. It was all diplomacy. And you and I, we all know it was all the Holy Spirit and God's, right. God's will and God's work. But they asked him, what was it? And his answer was, it was the Christians. And I, I just know in my heart, they got a hold of that word. And they started praying the word of God. And that is what defeated 
the armies that were against the plans of God at that time. And your dad was so instrumental. I, I heard not long ago, there were 7 million Bibles that went across those lines into those Eastern Bloc communist countries during all those decades and got into the hands page by page into the hands of believers mm. over there. Wow. It reminds me of the scripture that says that the word does not return void. Yeah. No matter what page. And we were, Tim and I were talking earlier about, <laughs> it might've been Chronicles or somewhere that we would, you know, kind of fall asleep trying to read, but can you imagine what it was like to them to have a portion of the scripture? Uh, you know, my dad talked about how that they were in uh, Moscow and they were at a hotel and they knew that they were probably questioning who they were and of course my dad wore cowboy boots and and uh, they moved him from one room to another and they knew that they did that because they probably had the room bugged so they had to be right. real careful of what they said and he says uh, a couple of kgb uh, agents came to their room uh, with their passports they had picked them up at the front desk and uh, my dad was registered as a uh, you know a musician and a teacher in college of music played 16 instruments and they brought an accordion to his room with their guns and they go okay uh, music man let's see if you can play this and of course he could <laughs> right and uh, he said the next thing they were kind of dancing and wanting to get out some some uh, vodka or something to get going yeah. and he says he never thanked god so much for his mom teaching him to play the piano Boy. then right then he said it was just they were waiting for him not to be able to do what he claimed he could do you know there's also a story of him going through a checkpoint I don't remember the nation that was in, but share that. Well, he was. they were going through, and it, it was a, not a standard checkpoint. It was like after they had entered in, and they had the Bibles uh, on, the, on the back seat where he was sitting, and they didn't have time to move, and they didn't want to look sus- suspicious. And there were some cars in front of them, and they were checking him real close. And my dad says, well, best we can do is I'm going to put my jacket over it, and uh, we'll just leave it in the hands of God. And he says, when they got to them— uh, uh, they asked him who they were and then just flagged them through with, yeah. with all those Bibles covered by his jacket. So yeah. and that wow. reminded me of Jesus walking through the crowd that wanted to murder him. Remember mm. they were going to throw him off the cliff and, yeah. and the scripture says he just turned around and walked right through him. God hit him, covered over them. Well, yeah. that, that story you were talking about the, that they get these pages. It reminds me of the, some of the Christians in China that we got to talk with that had the same thing. And, I, and we were joking about it, about, you know, the words of, of getting these names, but these people, they would memorize every single name, every single thing. And just imagine that they're probably waiting and say, I can't wait to meet this guy in heaven. Right. Yeah. I know his name. I, I mean, I have, I have seen his name for the last 20 years. I know it. And can you imagine that day wow. that they get to meet that person? Right. And that person says, it's because of you that kept me strong. Isn't that something? What a thought. Yeah. What a thought. You know, Tim, how did that affect your father's ministry after being involved there? I don't, I, you know, it, it's you're asking a question like asking a fish to describe water because I mean we we were like I said a large family we laugh a lot we cry a lot I uh, I think even being in that situation where he took me into that into the Peyton jungle when I was eleven uh, it, it was a lot scarier than I remember because like I said we went through the checkpoint and and the soldiers had been shot uh, he didn't he didn't tell me but we had to go back through Mexico because we drove back through. And and I didn't have my mother's permission 
slip with us. Now we got through Mexico, but coming back, we were at the embassy and, uh, the, the Mexican embassy wouldn't allow me to go through. And my dad says, okay, just keep them. And he walks off and not telling me what this plan was. And then they go, no, you better take them. Cause we don't want this guy. But, <laughs> but it was like, my, my dad's concept was this, do the best you can, the very best, you know how, and continue to do so leave the rest up to God. And I think that's kind of how he lived. And he actually quoted that from Abraham Lincoln quite often oh, really? to his children mm-hmm. of all of his failures. Abraham Lincoln had made that speech. And I think the rest of it went, you know, do the best you can, the very best you know how until the end. And he said, if the end proves me to be right, then what people say against me now won't now won't matter. And then he said, if the end proves me to be wrong, 10 angels swearing I was right would make no difference. Right. He said, you know, I'm going to do, that's all we can do. And that's all, you know, we're required to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so important what you said, that the first words he heard was well done. Yeah. You know, not successful servant, but well done, faithful servant. And he was faithful in his, in his life. So I hear you say that in, in what I'm, what I'm, thinking in my heart is that he lived life to the full. He took every moment as it was presented to him. When the opportunities came, he took them. When people came, he ministered. He just was very much a man who lived in the moment. Is that right? He did. And that made him oftentimes late. Oh, yeah. I remember (laughs) that. We almost, we talked to the funeral directors here and said, when we take them to the cemetery, could you kind of wait a few minutes and then kind of come in real fast and late because that's the way he wanted to go (laughs) (laughs) oh tim tim (laughs) pastor tim lowry you know one of the things that was shared at the memorial service that everyone just laughed about is he wore two watches and he was late to everything (laughs) (laughs) i could never figure out which watch he considered wrong so okay uh, so when he finally got an eye watch we've got him it was like we told him it's always right so well, you know, here's the thing. He knew where his weakness was, but he was so settled in who he was, it didn't matter. You know, he's like, I'm trying, people. I've got my watches on, but, you know, there's grace. Well, and also the thing that I love that you guys talking about him is that he gave you the time. Always. He gave you the moment and he it was he could have a million other things that he was supposed to go to be at. But if you needed to share something, he was engaged, he understood, and he took the time to be there for you. It really engaged with you. And I think that's why, you know, sometimes time gets away from you when you're right. when you're focused on that because you know, what's really supposed to be around the wrist? We're supposed to, remember, we were supposed to have the word of God right. around our wrist. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. now it's been replaced with time. time yeah. And so he, I think he didn't, he didn't look at the watch. He looked at the word yeah. and said, you know, the word has to come first. And if I can minister to that person, share or encourage or pray for that person, it could change their day. It could change their life. It could change the, the path that God has for them. Right. That's true. You know, we, we really try to put God in that box of time, but he exists outside of it. And so he gave it to us. It's a blessing that we have time, the confines of time to live in. But it's so wonderful when we can live in the moment and not be so concerned with the constraints that time has given us. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side. You are listening to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. That's 936-931-7770. 
For over 50 years, Bruner's Economy Car Center has been delivering fast, affordable, and highly trusted automotive care to Crockett and the surrounding communities. Whether it's 24-hour towing and wrecking service, routine engine services, or custom body and paint repair, Bruner's Economy Car Center has got you covered. They work with all insurance companies, and with direct repair, you'll be back on the road in no time. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Bruner's is ready to service all of your car care needs. For 24-hour towing, call 936-546-4022. That's 936-546-4022. Or visit them at brunersecc.com to schedule your appointment and free estimate today. Bruner's Economy Car Center, trusted since 1972. Gifts from the Heart is proud to be a sponsor of Unshakable. Bella Gifts is located in the historic downtown square of Crockett, Texas. They carry a variety of specialty items selected from a love of style, sense of humor, family, and hope. Stop by Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. or Saturdays till 4. For directions and more information, call 936-545-1906 or visit bellagiftsfromtheheart.com. Looking for a breathtaking location for your wedding or event? Look no further than the barn at Hickory Creek. Nestled in the heart of Crockett, Texas, this stunning barn venue offers a unique rustic elegance that you won't find anywhere else. We proudly host weddings, family reunions, corporate events, and any type of special occasion. Call us today at 936-222-4562. The Barn at Hickory Creek. Creating endearing experiences you will cherish for decades to come. Clifton, and I am a life strategist and imaginator, and I am the author of The Awareness Suite. The Awareness Suite is a series of rooms that God and I designed together that disaster-proof your life from the inside out. Disaster-proofing from the inside out, it's a real thing when you learn about the ACE key. The ACE key, it's the awareness changes everything key, and it's the missing piece of life's puzzle that keeps you from being deceived by life's fine-sounding arguments. Connect with me and learn more at LoriClifton.com. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. Feel the joy. to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. Now, here's your host, Charlana Kelly. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in today. Listen, if you have just joined us, no worries. Our podcasts drop on Friday. You can find those at www.1043joyfm.com backward slash unshakable and you can actually listen to all of our shows first season second season up through today but this podcast will drop on friday so be sure to listen to the entire program and we'd love to hear from you we have dr tim allen in studio today we're remembering his father dr charles allen who went home to be with the lord 
on Father's Day morning, very early, as was fitting. I love, actually love that he went on that day. But he was so instrumental in just advancing the kingdom of God in our nation, the United States of America, and also around the world. Smuggled Bibles into the communist bloc countries during the 70s and just traveled and worshiped and blessed people, pastored churches all over the nation from, um, you know, what was it? When was his first church pastorate? It'd be 1960 or 58, wow. 58 or 57, yeah. You know, Tim, I was thinking on the way over here about, you know, the Bible says that why is it that some start in the spirit and end in the flesh, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, in the day that we live in, and I don't want to get too far off of this because we'll get off of what we're doing, but sometimes it's so disheartening And heartbreaking, really, no judgment here when leaders in the church fall, you know, and and right now we're hearing there are multitudes leaving the ministry, churches empty, being sold all across our nation. And, you know, for us to be able to witness the legacy of a man who started in faith, started in the spirit and finished his race in faith like the Apostle Paul would write of his own life. It's such a blessing to behold a man that was so faithful, so committed, who ran his race in a way that we can all pattern our lives after. And your dad was that. He was that. He finished well. He Not everybody finished. finishes well. Yeah. 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 And that's a, it's a heritage that we'll be thankful for in our to generations to come. In Absolutely. Our and I think it's impacted more than your family because, you know, I'm one that would say I'm going to finish well, too. Yeah. I'm determined. You know, your dad, you shared with me when you got here to the studio. This is so precious that when things began, you posted something on Facebook. Share with our audience what your dad did. Yeah, I didn't know this, but and my father wasn't really savvy on Facebook or social media. He had a smartphone, but he was much smarter than what the phone could to do. But uh, I, he had gotten, uh, you know, he con- contracted um, um, the virus on, at Thanksgiving, and he was in the hospital 70-something days. And uh, and I just posted something about, just pray for my dad. And I'd gotten over 250 different posts, people saying, we're praying for your dad. And my mother was saying, Charles, there are people actually praying for you and it just overwhelmed them. And then we were going through his stuff the other day and I, I found this paper that I showed you and he had listed in, in beautiful penmanship, mm-hmm. 200 and, and something odd names. And he listed everybody that responded on that Facebook post so that he could thank God for them personally. Nice. And, and it really made me think we were talking, Charlana and Tim, we were talking about as ministers, we'd like to preach through the, the word, but there's some things that are difficult to preach through. And, and now, and one of those are lists when Paul would, when send this, this confirmation letter to these churches and he would start mentioning names. And oftentimes I used to look over that as, you know, what, what, how is that pertinent to us? Right. And then reading this, I realized it's because Paul understood that somebody was interceding for him yes. and he wanted to thank God for it. And so now I'm going to, that's my challenge is yes. to go and preach these, look at these names rather than just kind of thumbing through them is right. actually realize that, uh, you know, everybody's important. And as I look through these, of course, first thing I did was want to make sure that I was on here and Charlotte <laughs> was looking for hers. But yeah, I mean, just 
what I mean to take that time to write right. down everybody's name and and to put stars by some. I guess he was starting to pray and thank God for them and and I thought that's really what we are. Uh, I would, you know a shoulder a shoulder right. from a friend and mm-hmm. to be able to hold each other up. Uh, uh, that that he also valued prayer. Right. That uh, maybe we don't look at social media the way it should be. You know, mm-hmm. it's just we've got a thousand friends. But to him, these moved his heart to think right. that they would take time to write and say, you know, I'm praying for your father. And you know what? I think he would have done that, whether it was five or five thousand. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about his early churches. Uh, I was born in Lagrange, Georgia. He pastored there at uh, at uh, a church, Baptist church there in Lagrange, and then he moved to Atlanta, and actually uh, 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 taught in one of the Bible colleges and was at Eastside Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, actually the oldest Bible college in the South, Beulah Heights. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the oldest, and uh, and during that time is when he met and got to be real good friends with Finest Dake. Uh, Dake had a Bible program each day and it was the Bible answer man before Hank Hindegraaff. Uh, Finest Dake was the Bible answer man and and him and my father got real close and actually when he was working on his uh, manuscripts for the Dake annotated Bible, my father was key to helping him do that in the early years and they remained friends for, for the rest of their lives. You know and he oh excuse me Tim go ahead. Well what I was going to say was you know he has a servant's heart. Right. And what I find is the people that finish well even up until their deathbed, the moment that they transition over, it's like their heart is to serve others and to make sure they're okay before they go. And I love the fact that, you know, you got to pray with your dad and have that last moment with him. Well, I've got to tell you, I mean, there's some things that happen there that are personal with our family. Uh, You know, he called us all in and he was, you could tell he knew that the time was coming and he was in the ICU there in Tyler. And he first wanted to introduce us because he knew everybody, every staff member, every doctor, every nurse, and he brought them all in. And uh, he said, "I I want you to hear the doctor and the nurse is, he said, I want you to hear my family sing because he taught us a lot about music and he wrote some songs so and even even in that was kind of interesting because the doctor and the nurse were all crying i mean they were just it was just a moving time Mm -hmm. and uh, my dad you could just tell he was in a a, just a time of worship i had my sisters there and my brothers we were all in which was kind of god's design too that my brother from virginia was here Uh, all of us siblings were together uh he had had said goodbye uh to other family and members but he just wanted his family there so we sang a song one of the songs that he had written and uh my my sister renee leaned in and she said dad is that the way you wanted to hear it and then he looked up and he goes wrong pitch (laughs) he was such a perfectionist and so we would and and so really i gotta say this one thing that i gleaned from it because i think nothing's wasted in god's economy even that point right i believe that we live in a different realm than the world uh, because uh, the staff at the hospital was so moved by the prayer times that we had and it was we laughed they said they'd never seen so much joy that they gave us a special room i don't know if it was just to get us out of the hospital (laughs) a larger room and they they supplied us food 
food and they said spend time with your father and the nurse made this comment she says a lot of people come in that are believers uh, that are Christians and she says oftentimes when a loved one passes they, they lose it and he says you were rejoicing through it all and uh, and and I was able to really say that the difference between the world and, and believers is is that we live in a different rim where the world lives between happiness and sorrow you know with trying to fulfill happiness that is never fulfilled but we as believers we live between joy and grief yeah and it's the breathing of the spirit and i think we were able to laugh we had i mean you would have thought we were just a, a renegade family because <laughs> you can imagine all the dynamics of five children and i have my my middle brother that just wanted the blessing because he's been out of town and i would lean down to talk to dad and he said well what did he say and i said well dad gave me the farm and he goes what <laughs> and, so, and so i mean that's kind of what went on we would laugh and we would cry and and uh, and there were some funny and um, there were really just some funny times I, I mentioned it the other day that my dad was talking to the man that was going to deliver his uh, funeral address and so he was from North Carolina a guy named Howard Thompson a assembly of God pastor that he had known for years and he was talking just like I am and he said Howard I'm not going to be able to see you but I will see you when you get to heaven I'm going to be the first one to greet you there and uh, I think one of my brothers says well what if Howard Howard doesn't make it. And I said, well, then my sister Joy can greet him. And my dad just, he rolled his eyes like, oh, son, son. And we just laughed, but uh, it was just good. And before he left, you know, he asked my mom, we got to where he could just communicate by flick, flipping, flicking his eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, you could tell he was ready to go and he wanted to pray. So we all got together. We held hands and my mom was praying and, and uh, it was just a beautiful because when she said, amen, he took that last breath. And uh, that sorry. is so awesome. You know, those moments are really precious. They and, really are. Uh, you know, when, when we get to witness, literally, we get to be a witness to someone stepping over into a realm where they're going to be more alive than we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's more real. I remember Catherine Kuhlman saying this. She, one time in a big service, she said, she fell across the pulpit and she said, You don't understand. That unseen realm is more real to me than you are. Because she had tapped into what you were just talking yeah. about, that that spiritual realm, and you get to witness it in these times, and it's as beautiful as it is sorrowful. You know, I got to meet Catherine Kuhlman. My Did dad you? actually Stop played it. no, no, my dad <laughs> uh, Dino a uh -huh. piano player, and my dad played the organ for her when she oh, was at the Full Gospel Businessmen's All International. Right. So I know that's... Tim, you, <laughs> I know. you just amaze me <laughs> well, with the brother know. Andrew yeah. and the finest dakes, yeah. and now Catherine Kuhlman. Yeah. You know, it's the funny thing is it's... You know, it's all stemming from this little town Called in East Crockett. Texas. Yeah. Grapeland. Grapeland. Yeah, yeah Grapeland. Yeah. Which is even smaller. Yeah. And the fact that God is using this one person all around the world. Yeah. I, I've seen some, when we first came to East Texas and God was saying, you need to be here, I didn't understand why. I just thought, man, this is really hot. I never want to come here again. But we drove through up the near the Tyler area and, and ran into like huge foundations and like uh, Keith Green's ministry up there oh, yes. and uh, the Mercy Ships and mm -hmm. all these major, major places that stem from this little place. 
Yeah. And it's just amazing that God is... David Wilkinson, yeah, right? Yeah, right. David They're raising, went to school with his son Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So much heritage. Yeah. There, there's just so much here that I look at it and go, this is just one little town. This is just one little place. Imagine what God's doing in each one of these towns to glorify his kingdom and, and send those people out. There's stories we may never hear about, but what the joy is is seeing what your dad left behind in the wake. It's almost like driving a speedboat and you get this wake behind you. What did he leave? Did he leave disaster and chaos or did he leave something that was uh, just something amazing for the kingdom? It reminds me of Samuel, prophet Samuel. God said, I upheld all of his words. They never fell to the ground dead. That's because the word that is spoken is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It lives on. It produces the fruit. And, you know, it, it really is that they have left a legacy that will bear witness and produce fruit on and along and along in the lives of those that they touch, whether, whether it is, you know, mercy ships or, or Dr. Charles Allen. And by the way, they started, he and Jim Ainsworth, they started SHARE wow. right here in our community. A lot of people have no idea that who started that but dr charles allen was very instrumental in starting that ministry he was also named and i can't remember what year but during all of that startup he was named the rural pastor of the year in Uh. texas so it's just a neat thing i've got to say this uh, i was looking you know we all want the blessings from our father and he wrote he wrote a letter to me when he was 61 and he was just talking about my 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 daughter was two or three years old and he was talking about ministry and how that he'd worked hard but he says son i'm gonna tell you if i had to do it over i'd spend more time with you and he says if i calculate it right he says i probably only have about 30 years left here and he, and he went away 29 years. Wow. Wow. So it's almost self-prophetic. Did thing. that like make yeah, the hair stand I up mean, on the back of My daughter neck. had to grab that letter and she's got it at her house. She wants to be able to t- teach that to my grandchildren. That, wow. Uh, what, a, what a godly heritage. You know what? I know we're going to have to go here pretty quick, but what you just said is so key. She's going to teach that to her children. Mm, you know, yeah. and that's what we're called to do. God said, teach these things to your children your children's children. children, and on and on and on. And that's how the heritage of the Lord lives. And that becomes a living testimony. Yeah, that's so true. And your father was just so instrumental in the lives of so many people. Tim, Thank you. we're thankful for him. And we're thankful for you. Well, thank I you want for you to honoring know that. him. Yeah, he, yes. it's, it's worth the honor. Yes. He lived what he preached. There you go. That's yeah. it. You are listening to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. That's 936-931-7770. Bella Gifts from the Heart is proud to be a sponsor of Unshakable. Bella Gifts is located in the historic downtown square of Crockett, Texas. They carry a variety of specialty items selected from a love of style, sense of humor, family, and hope. Stop by Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. or Saturdays till 4. For directions and more information, call 936-545-1906 or visit bellagiftsfromtheheart.com. 
For over 50 years, Bruner's Economy Car Center has been delivering fast, affordable, and highly trusted automotive care to Crockett and the surrounding communities. Whether it's 24-hour towing and wrecking service, routine engine services, or custom body and paint repair, Bruner's Economy Car Center has got you covered. They work with all insurance companies, and with direct repair, you'll be back on the road in no time. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Bruner's is ready to service all of your car care needs. For 24-hour towing, call 936-546-4022. That's 936-546-4022. Or visit them at brunersecc.com to schedule your appointment and free estimate today. Bruner's Economy Car Center, trusted since 1972. Clifton, and I am a life strategist and imaginator, and I am the author of The Awareness Suite. The Awareness Suite is a series of rooms that God and I designed together that disaster-proof your life from the inside out. Disaster-proofing from the inside out, it's a real thing when you learn about the ACE key. The ACE key, it's the awareness changes everything key, and it's the missing piece of life's puzzle that keeps you from being deceived by life's fine-sounding arguments. Connect with me and learn more at lauriclifton.com. Looking for a breathtaking location for your wedding or event? Look no further than The Barn at Hickory Creek. Nestled in the heart of Crockett, Texas, this stunning barn venue offers a unique rustic elegance that you won't find anywhere else. We proudly host weddings, family reunions, corporate events, and any type of special occasion. Call us today at 936-222-4562. The Barn at Hickory Creek. Creating endearing experiences you will cherish for decades to come. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dodson, and Tim Lowry. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-931-7770. Now, here's your host, Charlana Kelly. Welcome back. We are wrapping our show up today. We're always amazed at how quickly it goes, but today has been very poignant and very powerful, and we've had Dr. Tim Allen in the studio, who I'd really love to have him back and talk to him about him, because he is he is quite a character, but also quite a man of depth and understanding of the need for unity amongst diversity within our church in a time when really and truly there needs to be revival in the land of America. (laughs) But I think the takeaway from today's program is we have honored and given tribute to his amazing father, Dr. Charles Allen. The thing to take away is that we need to stir ourselves back up in the faith and we need to make the decision today that we're going to finish our race well as he did, finish in faith, and every day just be faithful with what God has placed in our hands so we get to hear, like Dr. Allen did, I'm sure, those beautiful words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he never let fear take hold of him. It was never a spirit of fear. And when you're willing to lay down your own life for the kingdom, 
you won't be stopped. And I think his life just echoed that from, you know, going into behind the iron curtain to um, going into the jungle and knowing that he could bring his son because he had the safety of the the creator of the universe. He knew he was in the center of God's will and that that was the safest place to be. No matter what happened, whether he lost his life or not, it was the right place that he needed to be. And that's just an amazing legacy that an example that has been passed on to you and your family. And you're now doing that. You, you see that boldness and it's a, it's a great honor to see that and see how that legacy is going to continue. Amen. You know, him and I were talking not too long ago. We were in the car and just discussing. We were reading some of John Bevere's books together, and, and we both quoted John Bevere when he said, I can tell you how to get rid of all fear. Die. <laughs> well, there John Bevere go. says you can walk up to a guy in a casket, pull a knife, they don't even flinch. And they said, you know what, well, that's it, son. Die to yourself. I mean, you can trust God. That's it. And what, what that's a powerful word. And I, I was just thinking that Dr. Charles Allen was also a great example of what an unshakable life yes, looks like. Was, yeah. He wasn't shaken by anything, and he had seen so much, you know, being born in the Depression, going through a number of wars, and all that the church has been through over the years. He'd shared uh, with us over the years some of the things he'd gone through in the church, and Chuck and I, my husband, we just laughed at him, and with him, really, and just marveled at all God had done, but he lived unshakable. (laughs) in uncertain times, and that's what we all need to do. Tim, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Tim, Charlana. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Unshakable with Charlana Kelly, Vanessa Dotson, and Tim Lowry. Unshakable is a ministry of Speak Truth Media. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can mail your gifts to Unshakable, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. That's Unshakable, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Until next time, remember to stay strong in the Lord so that you too can be unshakable.